bike tours, the weddings, the uh, podcasting, that's all just like my time and energy is what's really, you know, like I have bought, I've got bikes, of course, and I've got a recorder for my and recording gear. But other than that, to actually do the work is just my time and energy. And so I just try to sort of be in a flow with that and be authentic and use technology to deliver an analog experience. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. It's a beautiful, hot day here. It was like, it's going to, the forecast is uh, for it to hit 100 today. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but it was really exciting. I was just sort of, this morning I was at home and brushing my teeth and looking out the back window. And we have a big spruce tree in our backyard. And I saw like, I was like, wow, that's a really big or scruffy looking squirrel. And I went outside and there was a bear up in the tree. <laughs> of course, of course. A huge like cinnamon colored bear. Wow, yeah. Which I've named uh, Bon Scott, who was the original singer of AC, lead singer of ACDC. And, because I, like I just went with like cinnamon bear, cinnamon, cinnabon. I like it. <laughs> so does your does your place like back up onto the mountains or something? No, no. I, I live just like in a neighborhood just east of Broadway, like in South Boulder between Broadway and Tantra Park. But there's um, uh, like a farmer's ditch that comes down from the lake that's over by like Fairview High School. It's called Veely Channel. And it's usually just a trickle, except when it's pouring rain. Yeah. But it goes under Broadway. So it's like a major, like animals use it as like a transit route. And then there's a bunch of open space to the east of us, like where the CU South campus is when you come into town. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is the first time we've had a bear in the backyard. Last summer, I saw a bear and two cubs across like the ditch behind our yard. So that ditch is really, it's all grown in and it creates like a 30 foot buffer between our back fence and then our back, our neighbor's back fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's really grown in and lush back there. So it's very private and really okay. cool. And there's all sorts of, you know, crazy bird life going on in there. And then we've had, we used to get a lot of deer, not so much deer lately, but saw, I just, and I just like last, last, same thing, like a month ago, a friend was over and I just stepped outside for a second and just looked up and was just like, oh, oh my God, there's a bobcat up the tree. Yeah, awesome. So That is very cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, nice to have that. Boulder. Sorry? One of the, part of the beauty of living in Boulder. Yeah, my parents, uh, they get giraffe in their backyard. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be like that. <laughs> Giraffe, bears, yeah. Right. Uh, but it's cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That would yeah. freak me out. 
yeah if i saw a giraffe in my backyard because that would be yeah yeah that would be a little bit out of place (laughs) i mean did you just grow up seeing all sorts of different animals like that was like a thing like you go to the zoo you lived at the zoo well it's we've got like a little nature reserve close to our house and so like the fence Mm -hmm. has just gone from that uh and so the animals have kind of like been gone a bit like exploring a bit uh so it's not right it's not normal actually like so but uh yeah i mean just like holidays and stuff would often just be going to game parks and stuff and camping and you kind of wake up and find like a hippo has walked through the campsite or there have been elephants right. and stuff, which is a little bit hairy but kind of cool yeah. so uh, yeah i would love to go to to go like it feels like such, you know in a way such a touristy thing to do and like a ridiculously expensive touristy thing to do but no way man you can do it you like see the- you can do it on a budget like i mean you could go and stay with my parents <laughs> <laughs> and just hang out in your backyard yeah exactly <laughs> but not really like i did this i mean obviously i knew people who oh, i think i talked about this in my ignite talk i like did a canoe trip down the zambezi river and obviously i i had friends who had the equipment and stuff but it was like a five night trip or something uh and it cost me like 100 bucks 200 bucks <laughs> it's just right and it's just like a life-changing experience so there's ways to do it on the cheap uh kind of like if you can get in with the locals and know we get the local rates kind of thing uh yeah. so that's good to know yeah, the oh, flight is the I'm big ready. cost, right? The flight is the big yes. cost. Yes. But I mean, that... When I'm ready to make that move, I'll yeah. pick you up for sure. Yeah, um, for sure. Because that's definitely something I like to do. It's cool, isn't it? Like living in a place that people spend... Like some people dream their whole lives of going on that safari. They spend, they save, they spend yeah. thousands of dollars and they like do it for the 10 days or whatever. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, it's it, that's just in my backyard. I feel like that when I like when I drive into the mountains here, it's just like yeah, people like their whole year. This is their this one week is their whole year. Yeah, and we you know and we just get to live here. It's pretty cool. It's funny how very, you very grateful for that. Yeah, well, and sometimes you just adjust to it, right? So you mm-hmm. you kind of you're always wanting more, uh, and actually you go like, I think it's times when i've been away from home and then I'm, i realized oh wow like everything i took for granted was there's so many things that are just amazing uh yeah 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 i mean yeah it's 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 important to just remember to look around and be like yeah this is a pretty cool i'm pretty fortunate yeah. to be yeah alive and in this beautiful place yeah no it's so good awesome uh so should we get cracking? We're gonna start. I we already were. Yeah, we, we are. Were. We are. Uh, <laughs> but uh, with the, the challenge. <laughs> oh, the challenge. Okay. First of all, let me. Um, uh, I think I need to mirror the video, right? Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And it says it's mirroring my video, so that's being done. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, let's see how this goes. 
you know, I had trouble with this when you were when you were teaching me last week. Yeah. Or was it two weeks ago now? Um, but just to give you a sense of the kind of student I've always been, I didn't really start working on it until about 1230 this morning. Love it. I love it. <laughs> but I put a good like almost two hours in. Nice. I stayed up way late. I watched a, I watched several videos on YouTube. And it's just like the instructional videos, like it's such a pet peeve of mine because I really I feel like I have a good mind for like I, I would be great at writing like technical how-to yeah. manuals because because inevitably somebody always skips or just like glosses over. Like there yeah. was one guy, he was perfect. He was super dapper. He was like a really, it was a really cool video. Yeah. And then like the key crux thing, <laughs> he was just like, oh, and then you just do this. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. another person was like, I just couldn't, I don't know. I also feel like I have a very like um you know we all have some sort of learning disability right or something like that and for me like left right looking in a mirror not which way is going where what yeah. hold, that i have a very i've always had a very difficult time with that anyway yeah so then yeah but then there was one video where the guy where like there was one key step that the guy like spelled it out and it was like, ah. Oh, really? What, what was that? What was the step? I'll show you when we get to it. Okay, so here cool. we go. So yeah, st start with the, the things level. The, the level. level. Yeah, yeah, because you're going to have to adjust that, but just like level and then I'm going to have your palms up so I can, I can uh, see when to start. Okay, are you ready for this? Oh, right. I'm, that's right. I'm, I'm being... Uh, timed yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome <laughs> uh, okay am i allowed to cuss uh yeah go for it <laughs> okay i'll tell you how to edit it out later if i if you need to awesome all right ready oh okay hold on, hold on. let me just think about this for a minute okay okay the time to beat is like i think it's i can't remember exactly it's like one minute 25 seconds or something so that's I haven't started yet. I've never tied myself, but I'm encouraged. That sounds beatable. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's doable. I think it's doable. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm really expecting to win like the race to the bottom on this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Ready? Go. Uh, it's not gonna happen this time. And then this was the part. Fold to the right, flap to the left. Okay. The guy said that and it was like, oh. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this is the hard part because I, the screen is not a very proper mirror, but. You got a good loop there that you're pushing in through. I know. It feels, I, I, I think I messed it up, but what, wait. And you, when you're sort of satisfied to go in, in public with it, then you can put your hands up to stop. 
Uh, my standards are very low. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at me already. Nice. One minute, 18 seconds. I'm, I'm in first place. I think so. I think so. <laughs> wow. Uh, I did not expect to do that. That's how's awesome. it look? Yeah, that looks good. Wow. Like pretty symmetrical. Nice. You I, had all sorts of, I had all sorts of life lessons ready to... <laughs> share based on my failure at this but i guess yeah I have to save those. <laughs> no the bar was set really low by <laughs> by carl who was on here previously uh yeah he got 127 was his time so, wow i yeah, like yours, someone's gotta beat that yeah yours is i'm gonna round it up to 119 i will That's say cool. that the uh one thing that was in common through all of the videos was, uh, and this is where I was like, what I felt gave me some room to like relax was that um, don't make it perfect because you want people to see that you tied it yourself. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like the Moroccan rug, like they deliberately screw up one. <laughs> What, what's that perfect in morocco they were like the berbers that like they would weave the rugs but they would always make sure to like do a stitch off or something like just in yeah. one spot just so that it wasn't too perfect, perfect. yeah yeah nice <laughs> yeah well nice going thank you great so, so i'll just leave it on which whatever you're comfortable with, you can untie it. You're gonna have to tie. You're you're gonna have another two tries if you want. Uh, mm. So sort of. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty happy with this. Nice. It was funny because I came into the office. I was up till you know two fifteen doing this. I didn't really have. I, I had a few times where I was like that. I could live with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I was planning on coming in. I had an appointment early this morning and then I was going to come in and practice a little bit. But then uh, the bear in the tree, like <laughs> all I wanted to do was just watch the bear. So it became like all of my other mornings where I show up like seven minutes before the thing starts and <laughs> somebody's here at the office and I'm like, I'm going to try this. Maybe I picked it up in the, in the, like when I slept. Yeah. And sure enough, I went and I tried it one time this morning before this and it was like okay i've got amazing it. sleep is amazing like that like i'm reading yeah. a book on sleep at the moment I know, I should... it's crazy what your your brain just like okay figure this out i should really try it more often <laughs> yeah i think all of us <laughs> it's been a big uh i mean i've always been like i've always enjoyed being a night owl and an early bird <laughs> And as much as I, I love to take naps, I don't do it. Oh, no. Yeah. So I'm like under, I'm always like sleep deprived to some extent, but um, yeah. But during the pandemic, I really started staying up late. Oh, really? Yeah, I, th I think it was tough, like right? Much later. Were you just working from home? Mostly. Yeah. 
yeah so but even now like, there's no separation and it's just yeah there's no separation and there was no i don't know what it was but i just you know i didn't i know that there was definitely a pandemic insomnia thing hmm. but i didn't it wasn't insomnia it was just like not being able to bring myself to go to sleep in the first place not because i was awake forcing myself to stay awake even yeah that was the weird part yeah oh, one more song or let me read one more article or watch mm -hmm. one more whatever and just like doom scrolling was real doom scrolling did you read there was even a doom scrolling lady on twitter <laughs> what who you would come if you followed her she would just show up in your feed and be like hello are you still doom scrolling maybe it's <laughs> wow. time for you to turn it off for the night and take care of yourself and go to bed and maybe read a little book for a little while and have yeah. some tea and rest your eyes that's actually about something positive before yeah you go to bed. that's actually amazing you know? <laughs> or at least you know or but at the very least sit up straight and have good posture yeah <laughs> that is gold that's that's amazing oh man problem for me is that she would always show i would like to go into twitter and she'd be like the second person that would show up in my feed and it's like i haven't even started yet lady yeah yeah <laughs> Come back in half an hour. She's too popular. She's too popular. <laughs> exactly. Like, come back in 20 minutes when I need you. Uh, nah, um, but yeah, I just stay up late. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Huh. I, I found for me, like, I, I like, have the strict routine. And then, because I kind of burn out almost. Like, I just sleep later and later and later. And I'm just, like, struggling throughout the day. And I'm like, screw it. I'm like. I just don't work for a week or something like take a take a holiday or something and then when i get back i'm like strict strict and then i'm right. probably more productive uh but because i'm more productive more stuff starts happening so like more people are in touch with me and then so i have all these kind of i guess uh, responsibilities of like oh, i need to do this for this person this for this person and those things like push me. I'm like, oh, just a little bit later. It's not really myself, but it's normally like doing stuff mm -hmm. for someone else. I'm like, oh, I still need to do that for this person. And then it just creeps later and later and later. And then, yeah. And then it, the whole cycle starts again. <laughs> yeah. No, I need a, I, I went to, I had a good little reset. I went to Mexico for a few days after I got vaccinated and that was nice to just relax though i still i didn't even sleep in there yeah i could have but i just didn't i just get up and i just want to i don't know yeah i had one morning where i just laid there and, and i and i'm good I'm, and i'm definitely good at sitting in a chair and just looking at the staring at the ocean i can do that for a really long time that's very <laughs> relaxing and, and calming to me but it's not sleep yeah yeah right sleep is uh something special so you're i mean you're doing all sorts of things that's keeping you up late uh <laughs> you've got so many different things you're working on you've got your podcast your djing your wedding officiating uh your bike tours yeah in all of these how how do you think uh about creativity what does like creativity mean to you? Have, have you got some sort of definition? I guess for me, it just means 
uh, I don't know, following your kind of following your senses in a way. Like, I guess for me, I've really become in the last few years, um, really interested in photography. Okay. And you know, yeah, I see you because are you posting daily? Do you post? I, I try to post daily to Instagram. Yes. Okay. And that um, I started doing that because I left Facebook a few years ago. And I realized that the one thing I really missed from Facebook was sharing pictures, looking at other people's pictures and sharing pictures. And so Instagram is really like a way to do that without all the angst of Facebook and less, and it's just easy. It's, it's less, less hooky for me. It's easier for me to just walk away from Instagram and go get on with my day. Okay. And so, and there's some, and there are incredible photographers on Instagram. So there's a lot of inspiration there. Yeah. Um, and I just decided to, to post a photo a day just as an exercise in kind of bringing me back, keeping me, because it requires, when you take a picture a day, when you have a goal of taking a picture a day, it requires you to pay attention to what's going on around you, to, to look mm -hmm. around you a little more. And a friend of mine actually posted something, he, he's in New York and he posted something on Instagram just a few weeks ago. Like he's a really interesting guy. He and his wife have raised these two incredibly crazy artistic daughters and they do all this cool artsy stuff in New York all the time. Like they're making full use of that being in that city. And like one of their neighbors died and he was an artist and he left behind all his sketchbooks and everything. And so they've been just like going through all his sketchbooks and drawings. And he was just musing, notice, you know, talking about how this guy kept like years and years of like drawing every day and just like active seeing. And yeah. that phrase active seeing really like kind of jolted me in a way because it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Active seeing. That's the thing of just like, not just looking around you, but paying attention to it. And, yeah. um, and so I guess that's, for me, I, I think in a way that's sort of like the um, part of the, what drives my creativity is just like seeing the world around me and taking pictures of it or talking about it or just getting a feel for people and what they want to do and, and expressing that through music or through a wedding ceremony or even a bike tour, like there's, and just trying to live in an artistic way that's not where you can, because really we're in a time now where you can really, um, if you can, you know, you can really like write your own story. You can, you know, you can do things your own way. The rules aren't so, aren't, don't apply as much anymore. So it's really just kind of making things up as you go along and trying to just be, I don't know, be authentic about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I went in a lot of, a lot of different directions with that answer, but that's the, but that's like these businesses that I'm involved in, the bike tours, the weddings, the uh, podcasting, that's all just like my time and energy is what's really, you know, like I have bots, I've got bikes, of course, and I've got a recorder for my and recording gear. But other than that, to actually do the work is just my time and energy. And so I just try to sort of be in a flow with that and be authentic and use technology to deliver an analog experience.
Okay. Interesting. What, what, what do you mean by an analog experience? Well, I'm, uh, I'm of an age where, you know, I grew up in the analog age where there, you know, phones were connected to walls by wires and you had to like get up off the couch to turn the channel on the TV. I mean, we're talking ancient stuff here, yeah, yeah. practically, you know, barbaric. And <laughs> we had that in Zimbabwe because we were like 20 years behind the rest of the world. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, in, in my like 20s, early 20s, computers started to happen. And so I kind of crossed the bridge from the analog world into what is now like a pretty digital world. Mm. And I've got a good feel for both. And I feel like the digital world is really, la it really lacks a lot of what the analog delivers in terms of just co actual connection and personal person to person mm. interaction and engagement with the outdoors and using your hands. Yeah. Um, those are all things that like generations now, you know, you're 20, you, you grew up in, you had the, the good fortune of growing up in Zimbabwe and being 20 years behind in technology. <laughs> so having some experience of that whereas a lot of your peers who grew up here in the west or in europe they're like strictly digital right they've had they've never they've had yeah. a screen in their hand since they could before they could walk probably something yeah like the digital nature and it really you know and i think that there's just a huge disconnect from the natural world and from just like these hands-on sort of things and i think that people are be discovering that. And I think people, I think people know that intuitively, they don't even really necessarily aren't aware of it, but they, they know something's missing. And that's why, you know, I think that's one of the reasons vinyl records are so popular again. Yeah. Yeah. It was because it's like, God, what's more tangible than a vinyl record. Yeah. You know, where you have to get up halfway through and flip the thing over. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Um, you know, and more like chat stuff or talk to a human on your, you know, to get help on an internet, you know, on the internet. And I just, you know, and farm to table and artisan people are just like craving our, our you know, the mass produced thing, the least common denominator thing, I don't think is working for people. Yeah. And, and it's just a matter of differing degrees of realizing that. But what do you mean by least common denominator? Just the, I guess the mainstream, just corporate, like here's the entertainment and here's the trend and here's the product and here's what you're supposed to think about it. And, and just yeah. sort of like, like the way society, at least US society kind of functions now, just like, just, you know, line up and, wrap your mouth around the fire hose basically <laughs> and just get blasted by the mass media and mass culture and yeah. there's no yeah thought to it or yeah. so know. do you think this do you think this kind of opportunity really it's like i mean you're doing it uh absolutely i mean yeah. that's what i've you know i've been I've, I've i've been saying this for a few years now since before the pandemic like people want people are craving something analog. They don't even know it, mm. you know? And that's what my Ignite talk was about, which was really 
kind of when you and I met, we like pre-met, remember before, right yeah. before Ignite, we like pre-met. And, yeah. but, um, but that's what I was talking about is just like, we all just live in our algorithmic bubbles, mm. which feed back to us what we are already responding to. And it takes away that element of like, real surprise and real yeah. discovery of something new you yeah. have to really like work to claw your way out of the bubble yeah yeah um but it's worth it's worth it i think once you get out there but yeah i just think i just think that there's a great opportunity to present something that people are looking for that personal thing especially now as if it wasn't bad enough when we were just living in the digital age. But now we've just gone through a year and a half, some people still living through, you know, going through it in parts yeah. of the world of just like this, you know, raging pandemic and being home and missing those connections and only communicating through something like Zoom, which is pretty flat and impersonal in the end. Yeah. But very useful. Thank yeah. God we have it, right? I mean, I imagine we didn't. didn't have Zoom. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no, interesting. So, you know, so I think people are just, yeah. and now I go out and people are just out in Boulder. There's just people, you know, on a Friday night, it's just people, yeah. restaurants are packed, the bars are packed, people yeah. are just out hugging, smiling, just being together again. And, you know, the national parks are overflowing. They're talking about adding a reservation system, like keeping the reservation system that they implemented last year because people are just like, oh my God, the outdoors are amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, there's this whole world you can access and you don't have to have an internet connection. You don't yeah. have to look at a screen and it doesn't even really cost anything. Yeah. And yeah, it's right. there, you know, yeah. and it's just like, just to sit in your backyard and look at birds fly around is just like it's kind totally of entertaining it's what we were saying right that, that you get used to stuff and so all this stuff is just free uh mm -hmm. and it really took it being taken away for for us to basically be like whoa uh that's where it's at like that's the the real deal <laughs> Uh, it's just all right there, man. I mean, and that's kind of, I guess that's just what I, I don't know. Yeah, what just... I've come to believe is that there's just beauty surrounding us all the time, everywhere. Yeah. And you just have to open your eyes and, you know, and, redefine, and what... you know, re, you know, expand what your, what your definition of beauty is. And yeah. And what's like t taking you down that path of like realizing that and wanting to do that? Yeah, I guess first just realizing that. Were there like certain events in your life that helped you become aware of that? Um, I mean, you you mentioned like just seeing the when change. I was when I was right. Well, I was a little kid, you know, when I was a little kid, uh, my mom would sign us up, my sister and me up for art classes. Okay. So I did like some drawing and some painting and I was really bad at it. And I don't, I don't remember disliking it. I don't remember really loving it. It was just like a thing I did and I didn't, you know, and, it was, and then 
my parents divorced when I was around 10 and my sister, my mom went and traveled. And my, so my sister lived with my dad who um, provided a great home for us and a great upbringing, but he, he was an engineer. And so he was like, not really the art classes, just instead I played little league, you know? And yeah. so it wasn't, I just forgot. I just wasn't in touch. Art wasn't part of my life and like uh, thinking about, Oh, art. Yes. Art kind of way. And then I went to college and I was, and then I was living in Boulder and I was volunteering. I started, I was like early in my volunteer days at KGNU, the community radio station here where I've been involved for over 30 years now. And, um and there was this girl there that i was into and we and anyway she was moving away and she had a room up in four mile canyon outside boulder in a house that she was trying to sublet and so i sublet the room and uh one of the guys living in the house was in the mfa art program sculpture program at cu and so there were sculptures all around the house and a friend of his worked really big like life-size human plus size sculptures and he didn't have any space for them so a lot of those were around the yard because we were up in the canyon on the creek wow. and we had all this space and so there was all these cool sculptures all over the place wow and then uh, jim um who's now like the head of the mfa sculpture program at the university of minnesota um okay. he he was like hey man do you play softball like, yes, I love softball. And so I played third base for the art school softball team <laughs> and started hanging out with artists again because what do you do after you play softball? You go out and drink yeah. football and it's just like, and I'm just hanging out with artists and going to the art school and, you know, and it was just like to hang out there. And it just, I was like, oh, right, art. I forgot about it. Yeah. And then it said, so then it just started, you know, I started being noticing it more and more. And I was, then I was working in the music business for 20 years and, you know, being around and really interested in like, the, even though I was mostly a label manager, I was mostly interested in the creative side, the, you know, working with the artist and the, you know, producing the record and the cover packaging and all of that. And not really so much the sales and business end of it, even though that's like the record label's job. So. Yeah. I finally, I came to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm just like, I've been a DJ. I've been a, you know, radio DJ and sometimes live DJ all these years. And, you know, music is like a huge means of expression for me. Like I can't really play any instruments, but I can put some music together in a way that I can exp- express something yeah. or, or instill a feeling or a vibe or whatever. And, um, I just decided that I was realized that I was better at presenting artists than representing them. Okay. And that for me to be responsible for their livelihood was not really in their, like for a big, good part of their livelihood, their record sales. This is of course back in the day when there were record sales and, um, and then, you know, the business changed a lot. And I just got to a point where it was like, I'm, you know, I'm not really serving the artists. I'm not having any fun. I'm not making any money to get to that point. I would have to completely reinvent myself and the way I approach the music business. And I'm really just not, 
up for that. I'm more, I, I, I decided, I, you know, it's like I'm more of an artist myself than somebody who should be representing and doing business for artists. And so I just need to find something else. Yeah. Was, was and that your, and, ju and just pursue that. Was that your own business, the record label thing, or you're working for someone else? Uh, by the end, it was. It, it was, I mean, it was a bit, I, I, I was a 50, 50 partner in the business, but, it, but I ran it. It was the, the situ the rearrangement was that I basically ran it as if it were yeah. Yeah. my own. I worked at this record label for a long time and then we broke a piece of it off and she gave me 50% of that. And that was like my thing, Black Swan Sounds, which still exists. She took it back and it yeah. still exists and um, it's still, you know, an active label which I'm really happy about. I'm glad that I was able, but I just like hit a wall one day. It was just like, I'm not making yeah. any money. I'm not having any fun. Yeah. As one friend said, you're in the, you're in the wrong quadrant. <laughs> you know, like the <laughs> quadrant of like, you want to be up and to the right. Yeah. yeah. Up and to the right. <laughs> and I was not. Yeah. And what was that like for you? Like, cause there you sort of, sort of spun out into its own business and then after that you were doing your own thing like had did you have people in your life that had started their own businesses like was that something you'd thought of was like having having a business or because a lot of no, people like really. go get a job yeah i'd always been a good like i i tend to like stay at places if I'm comfortable there, like I've been at KGNU for over, you know, for this year will be 31 years. And I mean, that place, that's a whole story and episode unto itself about the yeah. impact that that place has had on my life. But I've been there for 30 years. I worked at a company called Sounds True for like seven and a half years. And then uh, I worked, I got a job at this record label, White Swan, that I only ex expected to work at for like a year or so. And I ended up working there for like, 12 and a half years and then black swan spun off of that so i was like in that for a really long time and those are really like the only two like career jobs that i've ever had mm -hmm. um and then i start after black swan i tried to start a human curated streaming music service called conduit and again, there's like trying to, you know, use technology to deliver an analog experience, you know, like music selected by actual humans. Yeah. Uh, that was short lived. Uh, and then after that, it was like, what am I supposed to do? Go, I can't go get a job. Like, what do I, you know, I, 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 re, I arrived at a point. In fact, I was at White Swan and I was, and I was, just like ready to pull the plug and just bail out of that company altogether and just bail out of the music business altogether and started working with a career coach to like start identifying like my next move. And then the owner of White Swan came to me and said, yeah, this Black Swan part of White Swan, what if you just take it? I'll just give it yeah. to you, you know, 50%. We'll have a plan for you to like take it over and just run it like it's your own yeah. your house. And and I was like, you know what, the energy it's going to take me to like prepare for and interview for and get a job. I might as well just work on this other thing that I've already got going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's cool. 
and that's sort of where I'm at now in, in that equation is like, okay, uh, so Black Swan, that I, I worked on that. And then I was like, I can't do it anymore. And I was starting Conduit. So I jumped over to that. Can't do that. You know, that didn't work out. Now, what am I? I can't like, I can't get a job. I'm yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm aged out, frankly. It would be, it's very difficult for someone my age to get a job. And that's just a cold, hard fact. And I just don't feel like even, going i can't play that game it's been so long yeah and so to answer to, to go back to your question of like have you do i have any like entrepreneurial influence yes uh my grandfather was a serial entrepreneur before that was even a thing oh cool um and i've just realized like i've you know i've had a lot of business ideas and some of them i've acted on and you know and I, so I've been, and now here I am all of a sudden with like four or five businesses and, uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, pop, pop Dave. <laughs> right. You know, uh, and my dad, he, he, he was an engineer and he started his own engineering firm in Miami and, you know, and did that. And that was his thing for, you know, my whole, you know, his, most of his career was like, Davis engineers. So I definitely lived around, you know, my father and my grandfather. Yeah. Were, were, you know, started their own thing. And, you know, my dad, you know, was a cool, super, I mean, I love my dad. I miss him every day. But, um, you know, we, were, we weren't really, we got along, you know, great. We weren't super like, we weren't like buddies. It wasn't like yeah. that. He was definitely my you know, more a father than a friend, but he loved me and we had a great relationship and he was a hard worker and I will never, I don't think I could ever be as hard a worker oh, wow. <laughs> as, he, as he was. Whereas my grandfather, you know, he worked hard, but he also liked to go to the pool hall and like hang out and just yeah. like, you know, and that's kind of more my style. And, yeah. And my dad, like, right, you know, like the summer before he passed away a few years back, he, you know, we were talking, we were up in Vermont, Vermont, visiting my sister, and we were just talking, and he said, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm, I, I think that you're, because I was asking him, like, you know, I was like, I hope I'm not disappointing you, because I don't have some big career in my own business, and, yeah. you know. And he's like, no way, man, you're doing great. You, you know, you work hard, you make people happy, uh, you know? And he's like, you know what? And your grandfather didn't make it big till his, till he was like around 50. Yeah. He didn't really like dial it in either. Yeah. And so now here I am and- uh, That's awesome. You know, things aren't like, I'm not, uh, I'm still not making it much money, but I'm a hell of a lot happier. Yeah. Doing a bunch of different things that again just require like my time and energy and just me being me. Yeah. And yeah. um and and to just it's and it's taken me a long time to like to find that groove, to yeah. settle into that, to be comfortable with that, to not be put, you know, to start feeling good about what the, th the things that I have done because I have done some cool stuff and I and you know the things I do I do like t tend to spread joy with those and I think that that's like 
an important thing these days. Um, and so I'm able, I've just like given myself the permission to, to just like focus on those. Yeah. And do more of that instead of, you know, like we've all got our checklist, right? Of like, here are the things that I want to get done, need to get done. And we can tend to focus on the unchecked boxes hmm. and get caught up in that. And it's like, fair enough. But also look at the check boxes. I did check some boxes off. I did do some things. I did, you know, yeah. move today. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing I think is to just keep, you know, when I when I was when I was at Black Swan, one of the artists I worked with is name uh, DJ Drez. And he, he would produce his own albums and we'd get this guy, this artist in LA named Steven Lopez, who's like He's in the tattoo now, but he did a lot of street art and he did like a lot of interior design and stuff with some big people. Steven Lopez, he called himself Slopez, which I think it's a cool name. But anyway, his, so I would deal with Slopez for these album covers as the record label guy and you know, communicate with him. And his website is, and I encourage you to check it out because he did some cool stuff, is um, ikeepmoving.com. Okay. And I've just, you know, it's been probably 10 years since I, maybe even 12 or so since I encountered this guy. And ever since then, that's become just sort of like a mantra of mine is mm. uh, just keep moving. That's know, very especially, cool. you know, getting to where I am in life and just realizing like, you got, I gotta like keep moving yeah. just to like, in physical terms, just to like stay where I am fitness wise, like use it or lose it. Yeah. And, um, but yeah. So when I like get bogged down, find myself like staring at a screen, looking at Twitter for too long or whatever, it's just like, I just think I keep moving.com and I usually, that's amazing. You know, get up and get going. But yeah, okay. but just, yeah, but just keep chipping away at those boxes and not to get caught up in the unchecked ones, but to just, you know, go easy on yourself. That's great. Do you, uh, do you want to have uh, a, another go at setting the record for, for both? You mean, do I want to try to smash my own record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got the opportunity here to be like the guy in the arcade, right? With the video machine. Yes. I've got all the top scores. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see if I can untie it. Yeah, so pull, yeah, one of the tails, yeah. Uh-oh, uh-oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> Nice, let me get my timer ready. All right. Put a plug in for Skin Shape, great band out of London. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, cool. All right, uh, okay, is it even? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's good enough. Okay. All right. Ready, go.
Bowl to the right, flap to the left. Awesome. Critical. Smaller this time. But it probably means it'll all be a bit tighter, which is good. Okay, here we go. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Not acceptable. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, am I? I can't see if it's even, there's also the fact that I'm like, can't see anymore. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's I'm already way over, right? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> yeah, so that time was one, one thirty-eight, just about one thirty-eight. All right. So, so much for my video. <laughs> but you, I felt like your your start was stronger than the the first time, like yeah. basically up to the point of getting it to the loop, and then. So, so I get it through the through the loop and then it's just like ah, yeah it's I'm kind of messy like it's hard yeah kind of groping around a little bit and not sure yeah. what I'm we maybe should have actually like recorded the tutorial that we did uh because it's just right. amazing to see the progress uh the before and after oh, it's just fascinating to see how like your movements are so much more precise and well now I can see what needs to be done it's just a matter of feeling it yeah yeah it's amazing how learning is just incredible right how yes so, yeah. yeah getting good at learning uh teaching i've never been as like a school learner that's for sure i've always just been a do it yeah I, uh, I would benefit. I would benefit actually from being a little bit more of like maybe i should just read the manual or the how-to <laughs> watch the three minute tutorial uh <laughs> before just diving in yeah but one day i'll learn <laughs> yeah. yeah there's so much learning that you get from doing though it's that it's really i mean that's in business and everything right so how else are you gonna do it yeah it was interesting you you kind of talked about the like you're living with those artists and like doing a bit of art when you're young it's a really interesting thing because it's not like you're you're not making sculptures now uh or i mean you're, you're taking pictures but you're not doing any painting or anything like that but art art uh is such a kind of low there's like a low barrier to entry for creating and it's like the right. same it's that same thing, like this thing in your head uh, or this feeling, and then you put it on paper or you put it into like something you make with your hands. And mm -hmm. it's the same thing that then goes into business or 
music or whatever it's like that same muscle that you're you're using uh yeah like i feel like for for um especially for <clears throat> jd's joyrides this e-bike tour business that i started last year um i'm sort of tr treating that like uh yeah like I mean, my featured uh, tour, I don't even like to call them tours. I, I kind of have to because that's what gets the SEO. And also that's kind of what people are, you know, know and are looking for, but it's, you know, it's not a tour, it's a joy ride. Yeah, and, that's cool. Um, my featured ride is the wall-to-wall -wall Boulder mural tour. Okay. Because there's a lot of murals in Boulder, a lot of street yeah. art in Boulder. And I just love to like show that off. I like to look at it. It's cool. just, you know, it's something that's different from what the other tour companies are doing. So, uh, and I've always feel like I've got a, I guess that's part of my artist ways that I feel like I've always got to do it a little bit <clears throat> differently. That's what, that's what it's about, right? Yeah. You know, like, like I just discovered, you know, I love taking pictures and I love sharing them, you know, and I definitely consider myself a photographer, but um, I have no designs on like selling anything. I just love to take pictures. And then I discovered that I could uh, send a photo to Walgreens drugstore and they do photo printing there and they also will put that picture on like a greeting card. Oh, cool. Yeah. And they also have always have like 40 to 60% off discounts. Okay. With the code, like right there on the site. You don't have to go looking for it. It's just yeah, like, yeah. boom, hello June for 60% off. Yeah. And uh and I can get it. It's like turn around in less than an hour. They're open till 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And it's cheaper than going to like Walgreens to buy a pre-printed card. Yeah. Yeah. And to like think of you and think about like what photo do I, you know, do I like want to like share with you and get, you know, and and it just feels like a superpower in a way. Yeah. It's and so to just, yeah. you know. That's cool. So it's just for me, I've always it's always gotta be like, no, you can't just do the thing that people expect or do the easy thing yeah um, so what, i just what, try what, to like do something a little bit different to mix it up a little to, to offer something a little unexpected and so with the bike biz i'm really just like trying to and that's who i am and so i'm really like trying for, to make that come through mm. in the bike biz i've got mural tours we could go ride around and look at cu we could ride up to Chautauqua, you know, I don't want, you know, once you've booked, booked me, I don't really care because it's your time. You're paying for the time. Yeah. And I just want you to have a great time. Yeah. And so whatever is going to like give you the greatest chance of having a great time, let's just do yeah. that. It doesn't have to be like what I have in mind. That's cool. It have to be what you have in mind. Maybe we like help each other and, and come up with something even more creative. To, yeah. You know, but it's just like, I don't know. I'm just like, like, I like to be in the business of saying, yes. Yeah, that's fun. Let's try that. Yeah, that's very cool.
what so what kind of i mean you have like set tours with the mural tour do you have other other like set? i've got the yeah i've got like the the boulder 360 tours. tour okay How, which oh, is just kind of yeah. i was gonna say is there like a like a route all the way around boulder or there kind of is but it, you know it's not technically it's not legal to ride it all by e-bike yeah, okay. the trails are off limits to e-bikes so um and no one's actually booked that tour yet it's a new offering or recent okay. offering people even yeah. though i've come up with some recent offerings people still mostly book the mural tour which i mm -hmm. think is really cool yeah um but now i'm like because the mural tour is also very stop and go but part of the fun of the e-bikes is just like man let's just ride these things they're super fun to ride they're so awesome. yeah i'm finding ways to like put more space in between the murals to ride more we get to a certain point i'm like how's everyone feeling you guys want to look at some more murals you want to go like climb some hills and then roll down them or yeah know, and, people, and just kind of you know, do what people want to do yeah having that e-bike um, is, is a game changer for for somewhere like boulder that's so hilly uh yeah it's i mean it's a game changer just for getting around absolutely yeah um but it's also what's like been a huge part of my, I think, the awakening of my artistic self. Okay. You know, because I was already taking a photo a day. Yeah. You know, and then I, and then I got this e-bike. And so with the photo a day already, I'm looking for, you know, things to take pictures of. And now on the e-bike. I'm moving and, you know, I'm able to see much more because I'm riding all over the place because I can. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe the pet food stores to go get the cat food is four miles away, but I'm going to take, I'm going to take the 16 mile way to get there. Cool. Just because it's fun. Yeah. And I'm going to see stuff and, you know, if it's like, oh, look up that hill, I bet I could get a really cool angle on that shot if I climbed up that hill, if I rode up that hill, you know, I just, okay, I just do it. So it's just like opened up a whole new way of seeing for me and a whole new connection to the world yeah. around me, to Boulder as an urban environment, to the natural environment that it's, a, that the urban environment's overlaid on and that are all just so intertwined. Um, you know, and I just like pay attention. I find myself just paying more attention and it's not even something I try to do anymore. It's just like, I'm just looking, I'm just looking out the window this morning and, oh, look, there's a bear <laughs> tree. Like if I wasn't paying attention or if you I- You could have missed that, right? He, and he's probably, you know, that was three, four hours ago. There's a, he's probably still there. Yeah. Stay there all day until it starts to get dusk and then he'll leave. Yeah. And would never know that unless I just happen to be actively looking out the window, like, what do I see? What's going on out in the yard today? You know, or that's how I know when there's a huge great horned owl in that tree because the crows are freaking out. You wouldn't know yeah. it otherwise, but just like, yeah, just to pay, you know, like, why are those birds freaking out? Yeah. They don't just freak out. Yeah, what's nothing. going on? Yeah. Something's going on and just, and the pandemic even took that to another level of just being outside more, working in my, you know, just like working, making a desk in my backyard and just working out there last summer and just watching the birds fly around. And now they, 
engage with each other and control the bird baths or the squirrels have to go somewhere else for water and it's amazing yeah huh. what's just the nature part and then noticing like with the stuff that humans do the ugly and the beautiful yeah yeah it's, it's funny like the paying attention it's often like you so easy to be like stuck in the past or like in the future right and then like, mm -hmm. like just being present is, is very it's not always easy. yeah yeah and that you know and that was a key thing for me was like being i was in a t-shirt shop in like like a metaphysical shop you know like crystals and stuff like that in Madison, Wisconsin. And I was on a, managing a tour, a Black Swan Sounds tour with some artists. That artist DJ Drez was, was there and some others. And there was a t-shirt or a wall hanging or something that said, don't trip over what's behind you. Cool, yeah. And that just like hit me like a ton of, like, wow, man, that. Yeah. I needed to hear that. Yeah. And that's the same thing as like the unchecked boxes, you know, like. Did you get the shirt? Just, no, because I remembered <laughs> it and that was. Yeah, that was good enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with the bike thing, like you were going on these rides, like, uh, I mean, you've got this new superpower. You can kind of like zip there, zip there, zip there. Mm -hmm. At, so what stage were you like, okay, hey, I'm gonna get people to come along with me? Well, last, you know, the bike was a huge outlet during the pandemic. Um, another friend of mine has an e-bike. So we met up a lot and rode a lot like year round. Yeah because we could get, you know, we could hang, we could keep up with each other. And, you yeah. know, he's someone I've known since college. So we're really good friends and we, you know, we'd meet out, outdoors and it was great. <clears throat> and, um, and I was really loving, you know, I just really loved that bike. I mean, I got rid of a car, I've lost a lot of weight. I mean, you know, I've like just changed, it's rewired me. Yeah. Uh, and so, and then last summer I was working from home and doing mostly podcast editing, which I enjoy, but I was also just like sitting at a desk inside on a beautiful summer day, not talking to anybody. Uh, you know, I was antsy, I needed something, I needed a change. And I was on Instagram and I posted a bike picture or something and somebody from a company in Utah called So Rad Rentals in St. George, Utah liked the picture and I was like so rad rentals huh what's that because I ride rad power bikes those are my that's the, the maker of my e-bike and sure enough he had a rad power bike rental biz in St. George Utah and I thought oh that's cool that's I would love to do that that's something that, would, that could, that's something I could do yeah and I've had that I've looked at things and I've had you know come up with an idea a lot I've had lots of thoughts like that and then just kind of throw them on the heap of, yeah, someday I'll do that or I'll think about that, maybe make a note, usually just nod and forget about it. Yeah. And this time I was just like, I just messaged the guy and said, hey, can we talk? And we jumped on a Zoom call the next day and 90 minutes later, I was like, all right, I'm going for it. I'm gonna start 
Sweet. Looking for used e-bikes at a time when you couldn't get an e-bike anywhere. Yeah. And somehow I was able to score seven uh, rad power bikes on Craigslist over the course of like eight weeks or something. Amazing. And uh, this place, <clears throat> Dojo 4, that you know here in Boulder, a software development company where I've been the resident DJ for the last mm -hmm. five and a half years. And uh, it's been sort of a home base and a very hugely influential uh, discovery for me coming here. Like as big an impact on my life as KGN you had 30 years ago. Um, and they let me put a pod in the backyard, you know, behind the shop right here in their parking okay. spots. And so I've got a, a rent a pod. Sweet. I've got my bikes in there and I run tours right, you know, from downtown Boulder. There's a mural right here around the corner, the huge manatee, a huge manatee mural. Um, so that's, your, that's your meeting place? Like meet, that's meet my home. meeting place, yeah. yeah. And so basically within a month, I, I, I just like, I got this idea. It, I just like knew like this is this is right. That's cool. This is a great idea, and uh, it's the perfect time for it. People want to get out. They want to be with their friends. These murals are amazing. The new yeah. fe the festival, the Streetwise Arts Festival, is coming up in a few weeks, and there's going to be a whole bunch of new murals going up. Like now, this is it. So cool. And the universe wants me to do this because I'm able to acquire these bikes. Like when at a time when like everyone needs a bike, everyone wants a bike. Somehow I'm getting all these. Yeah. Bikes. And so within a month I stood the business up. I had four bikes at the end of the month and I started, you know, I had the pod and I started with time for the uh, Streetwise Festival 2020, which starts in the first week of September. And that was it. And so it was good. I got, and it's just been like word of mouth and people finding out. And then I kind of went dormant for the winter and now it's summer again and I'm cranking it back up and I'm getting a lot of inquiries, a lot of interest. And, um, and it's all encouraging. People are loving the tour. You know, it's a really, I mean, I don't know, I'm biased. But it's a yeah. really good time. Yeah, it's a really great way to see Boulder. The murals are incredible. Uh, the art is, you know, the art is amazing. Boulder is a super fun town to bike around in, and you know, and I feel like it's just something like I don't have to. It's not. I don't. I don't have to sell it. I'm mm. not selling it. It sells like, itself, right? It sells itself. Like if you enjoy riding a bike, an e-bike, if you're curious. And most people who ride, you know, many people are e-bike curious. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you like riding bikes and you think Boulder is a pretty place, a nice place to ride a bike in, which is just like an objective fact. That's not like, yeah, yeah, or isn't it? Eh, yeah, I could take it. You know, it's just like no, it is. And the murals are great, and so you yeah. Know, so really, just the wild card is like, do you want to spend a few hours with me? Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> You're pretty you know, chill. So you could cool. find bikes. You could do. You could go look at the murals yourself if you want. Yeah, it's not like I invented anything. Uh, but I'm just like I know this town in a very personal, unique way, 
and um, and I have it, uh, and I and just what I've, I don't know, I have a gift or a knack or whatever you want to call it for just kind of like finding that connection, that thread with 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 most anyone. Like I can find the thread of like here's something that we have in common that we can cool, you know, branch yeah. out from here you know, or get a feel for like what you're looking for, what you're interested in. And, you know, that's doing wedding ceremonies for 15 years, most of them like custom personalized wedding ceremonies. Like that's what I bring to that. It's just like being able to like talk to a couple, ask some questions, get their, you know, hear their story and like, okay. Yeah. This is, I think this is what they're, this is like the essence of what they're about. Yeah. And, um, and to pour that into a wedding ceremony or to pour it into a bike tour so we could just have a nice morning or afternoon just hanging out together, riding bikes around, looking at art, looking at mountains and whatever. Um, yeah, I, I mean, guess it's just... It's your analog thing, right? Like that's just very hard to, to automate. That's not going to be automated. Exactly. Soon, right? And so, and so this is, and so in a time where, you know, like, especially in a town like Boulder, which is like Silicon Valley junior, I mean, it's a super tech town, as you know, and there's a lot happening here, startups and new business and innovation and what's like one word they all have, you know, every, everyone in that game has is just like scalability. Yeah. Everyone's like, I want to be, I need to be scalable. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, I need to be hyper unscalable. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, it's not for everyone. And I don't even, so I don't even yeah. try to, you know, I just present it. Here's my art. Here's my gift. Here's my whatever yeah. you want to call it, my offering. This is what I can do. And it's, it's amazing yeah. how, how different that is because it's, yeah, this scalable, like, infinitely scalable kind of thing and then just very niche and one of a kind uh and then the, that's like there's demand for that right when like it's, right like, but that's the only like the only joel there is uh it's like and exactly. he's only got this many slots open this week either you go or you don't go uh, exactly and it's nice for you because you know i don't know if you've got like your numbers on like how many rides you need to do a week for the business to work or but once you know that it's kind of like that's all i all i got time for or all i'm gonna do uh all right I'm do. Uh, yeah and so it's just yeah it feels good it's very i've just never been a good salesperson i've never felt comfortable like you know because when i go someplace and somebody says do you want to buy this and I say, no, that's, I'm not saying try again, take another angle, drop the price. You know, I'm just like, no, I don't want to buy it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how, that's like, when I ask you, like, do, do you want to buy this? And you say, no, thank you. And I'm like, okay, thanks anyway. Have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that's not really how sales is supposed to work. And yeah. Um, you know, but in the mu you know, and, and so working in the music industry, as much as I wanted to 
help those artists. I'm just not the guy at the end of the day to knock down the door and be like, buy these records. Yeah, yeah. Take this. It's like, all right, well, uh, I'm just, it just isn't, I just, I'm glad. I mean, it took me a long time to realize it. Yeah. But, but I realized it. And, and the important thing here, I think, is like that lesson of don't trip over what's behind you and don't also like, there was another t-shirt I saw in that shop in Wisconsin that day, in, in Madison that day, there was something along the lines of like, um, you know, you don't have to keep holding on to, to something just because you've been holding on to it forever. You know, like you don't have to keep holding on to that make you don't have to keep making that mistake just because you've been making it for so long. Yeah. Like you can stop, you yeah. can change your mind, you can go in a different direction. And you really, I don't know. How, how has that been for you? With I mean, because you've had these different businesses and it's your you kind of like shape your life around the business and then moving on from it uh like how did i how did i how does like, it been, how was it like leaving the record biz after yeah and like or? like leaving or like stopping conduit uh leaving the record biz was was like once i decided to do it that i could do it i was like you know like i don't have to keep doing it just because i've been doing this for 20 years yeah doesn't mean i have to keep doing it forever and once I realized that, then it was actually, you know, unfortunately I was in, in, in a situation and I have to like preface all of this by acknowledging just how fortunate I am to have been able to like experiment with things and mm -hmm. like mess around and, and fail because I know not everyone has that opportunity. So yeah, I do need to acknowledge that though I also firmly believe that no matter what situation you you're in, you can always change your thinking yeah. about things. And if changing your thinking about things is the first step towards changing things. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I just need to like have that little commercial in there. I like, but, it. Yeah. um, but fortunately I was, I was just like the situation, a situation presented itself where I was able to just like kind of walk away from it in a way I had to tie up some new ends, but basically just like someone kept the business going and I was able to just like step away and I had no problem doing yeah. that. And, you know, there were a few things that happened like once I had Black Swan on my own, like there were there were a few key moments that I could turn and point to that had involved, you know, one involved like relationships and one involved money and and, a, and another thing uh, that I don't need to get to, into detail on, but it just like showed me like yeah, this is not mm. going to work out. Okay, it's, you need to find something else. And so I just stepped away. And I realized, yeah. like, you know, I would, I let people know, I gave notice, all that, and the, you know, a lot of, the, you know, no, there was nobody. I knew it was the right thing because it just felt right, and I was just affirmed by nobody saying, "No, you can't leave, mm. you, you, dude. You're my man. You're my label manager. Like, you yeah. can't leave. Like, nobody cared. Like, everyone was like, okay, good luck. Yeah, and it was just like my." 
you know, my ambivalence towards the whole thing, my long-term ambivalence about it being reflected back at me. Okay. In a way, like nobody really, you know, there's uh, out of, you know, I was in that, worked at that, in that company for a long time, almost 15 years, a lot of relationships, a lot of people, a lot of records put out, a lot of everything. And, you know, I'm in like real contact, like back and forth, we're friends, we're in each other's lives with maybe like, you know, less than five people. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay, because yeah. I was, you know, it was, an, it was a part of the record industry. I was in the yoga music biz. And so I would go to a lot of festivals and there was like the message was always like, you know, follow your heart, pursue your dream you know, do, you know, do what you love to do. And I was going to all these yoga festivals and loving the people, like the people there are fantastic. It's an incredible community, but hating the music. And there is a certain, just like, there's a, there's another side to it that just really didn't, that I could not, I was the secular guy at the spiritual festival and there was only so far that my authenticity could carry me mm. before I just started to realize like, this is just, you know, I think my heart is telling me to, to, to not come to, to do something else, to find something else, to stop coming to these events and stop mm -hmm. working mm -hmm. in this field that I don't really give a shit about and yeah. go like find the thing. Yeah. That's and so um, on one hand, I wish that I hadn't spent all those years doing that because I was, I didn't love it. But on the other hand, whatever, at least I like got the message. Yeah. And I, yeah. and I acted on it. Yeah. And it kind of ha probably helped you find the next thing in some ways. Like help. Yeah. Help steer you exactly. to what you did want to be doing. Or... Right. Yeah. You know, when we did our, when, um, when I applied for that Ignite talk for that cohort that we were in, I really didn't have much of an idea of what I was going to talk about going in, but I knew that I like new people. You know, I'll, I'll probably, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll get in and then I'll figure it out. And one of the things I was thinking about talking about was just like, you know, they say when um, one door closes, another one opens but they don't tell you that you could be waiting in the hallway for a really long time. And then you actually may have to go and actually, actually knock on a door, if not kick yeah. it in. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely been a lesson that I learned just like, cause I, you know, my life in my early twenties up to around 30, like I was on this path and the record biz and like things are going my way and it was just like looking good. And then I decided, you know, I needed you know, to move on from that one job. And then all of a sudden, like the next like lily pad to leap to didn't appear yeah, for a amazing. really long, for a really long time. Yeah. Huh. And, um, yeah, and that was hard, but uh, but then I got, you know, I changed my thinking and things started to change. I, I decided that, you know, I don't have to hold on to the mistake I've been holding on to 
for all these years, just because I've been holding on to it for all these years. Yeah. I don't need to trip over what's behind me and what could have been or should have been. Uh, you know, all I have to do is is worry about what's ahead of me. Yeah. Not even not and not worry even worry about it. I even hate saying that. Like yeah. But just, just keep, concern myself with what's ahead of me. Yeah. Keep moving. Yeah. Keep moving. <laughs> one of my favorite sayings, another one of my favorite sayings is uh, I know worrying works because everything I've ever worried about has never happened. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, fantastic, Joel. All right. Should we finish with you doing, having one more attempt at smashing your record? Sweet. I'm going to smash this record. What's your bet? Is it going to be a better time than the, than the first one or a worse time than the last one? I like, I think if you don't, I think you could get sub sub one minute. All right. Ready and go. That's a little now. Uh, I lost it. Oh, you're so close. <laughs> no worries. That was close. Uh, you're like, it's only 60 seconds now. So. Oh, only 60? <laughs> yeah. Can I do it now? Ever have that where you like think you're a nap? You try it the first time, you're like, oh my god, I'm a natural, and you just get worse <laughs> and worse at it the more you attempt it. Yeah, you kind of just over. Is that just me? Yeah, no, I'm for sure. Now. Sure. All right, or something like that. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I think that was, that was two minutes. So, yeah. And you did it twice, uh, so it's like one minute each. <laughs> and, I'm, and I mean, I still have the best time. I still do. Yeah, so let, let, me, right. let me share a screen. Uh, so. Where is, where are we? So yeah, that, that last one was two minutes and zero one. So yeah, yeah your first it's, one. It's a clear regression. 
the leaderboard there there you are uh so we're gonna have to move carl down <laughs> Joel Davis takes the lead. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Only the second. So that record, I'm sure, is going to fall. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Quickly. It's kind of tough. Next like, has had that much longer to prepare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool. Awesome, Joel. This has been so good, man. It's cool. been great talking to you. Yeah. You want man. to do like the. Where can people find out more about what you do? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Where can people find out more? <laughs> um, so uh, you can check out jdsjoyrides.com for the e-bikes. If you're going to be in the Boulder area, I'd love to show you around. Um, and otherwise, I've got a link tree. It's link tree, whatever, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash the vibrarian. And uh, that's got a bunch of stuff from on Instagram at the Vibrarian, Mixcloud at the Vibrarian. I'd say start with all of those and um, go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Your other stuff, uh, you'll find other stuff. I've got a lot of stuff on Mixcloud, a lot of music up there. So uh, check it out. Discover the music you didn't know you love. That's uh, that's one of the things I'm here for to help you with that. That's awesome. But Great. Uh, it's been it's been awesome talking to you, Kim. Thanks for uh, starting me down this bow tie road. I'm gonna have to buy a collared shirt first of all, <laughs> and then uh, get invited to something where I could, you know, reasonably justify wearing a bow tie, which of course needs no justification. So yeah, no I'll awesome collared shirt. And go from there. Cool man. I'll see you soon. Okay. All right. Take care.